Just talk at your like normal vocal level. This is my normal yelling. You have a quiet voice. Uh, is the mic not? Hmm? No, it'll be fine. You just have a quiet voice. Hi there, Cece here, and you are listening to another episode of Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. Episode number 18. 18 weeks of this shit. Good work for returning. You deserve a present reward. Um, This week, I have my friend Sam on. I've talked about him a lot <laughs> in previous episodes. Um, mocking him because he can handle it. So it's all, all in good fun. This week we're talking about some shit, y'all. There is some conflict going on in the Middle East and we're involved in it. And, um, you know, this is something that's been going on for, uh, 20 years, maybe almost, maybe a little more than that. And um, our president has seemed to uh, feel the need to escalate it. So um, I'm not the most knowledgeable on these topics, and I try to do some reading on these things, but a lot of it goes over my head. I appreciated my conversation with Sam this week. gave me a little bit of enlightenment, if you will, on the topic, but um, this episode's pretty dark. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking cynical. So uh, I wanted to share some, well, before I, before I share some interesting things, um, well, it's all interesting. Well, I'm interesting. I'm the most interesting woman on the planet. Thank you. There was an article today that discussed an earthquake that happened in Iran and the, the coincidence, if you will, of um, the amount of just fuckery going on, there was a trampling of um, mourners, stampede at Soleimani's funeral. There were no deaths from the actual attack. Attack, but the amount of deaths that have happened in the region <sighs> have been insane. There was a plane crash that killed 179 people. So, it, and nobody died in the airstrike. So, the thing that is uh, kind of interesting is we talked about a movie in the culture section called Magnolia, and it's kind of like how coincidences might not be coincidences. It's just this strange kind of uh, co- collaboration of events, tragic events that uh, happen in, in different people's lives and how maybe there is something, some higher powder outside, f- higher powder, <laughs> powder too, Oh, because it was supposed to snow here, and it's not because, as we talk about in the episode, fucking global warming. 
yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was an interesting thing to note that sometimes there, there are these things that happen uh, seemingly un unrelated that potentially could have some sort of connection to each other, whether we know them or not. So just another plug, hot take, 1999 film, <laughs> Magnolia. Uh, it's very windy here today, and it sucks because I got lots of dog walking to do, and it's very cold on my face. So if you're in, you know, I'm in Jersey right now, but if you're in the Philly region this Wednesday, uh, I think it's going to be windy tomorrow, Thursday. Just bundle up, you know. Um, and if you're li listening after the fact, uh, that's great, fine, good for you. <laughs> Another thing... I wanted to discuss it was my birthday weekend and I had the most fantastic time ever thank you to all my friends who came out and took care of me and paid for everything and just you know gave gave me a wonderful fucking time in person thank you for everybody who reached out and messaged me and just had nothing but lovely and funny things to say um I've not been this happy in a long time and I think it's because I need attention and everybody paid attention to me but I really do appreciate everybody that took the time to um send a text or you know spend time with me or is planning to go out with me in the near future it's it has made me feel so loved and valued and cared about and special and I'm just thrilled fucking thrilled 28 is going to be a great year, and um, even though 2020 is a clusterfuck, I feel uh, like everything is on course in my life, and I'm just, I owe a lot of people a lot of respect and appreciation for that, so thank you. I got a tattoo that I've been wanting for a long time. If you know me in person, you probably know that I'm doing sort of like a cuff on my left arm, and I fill it in. A lot of the time when events happen to me or when I go on trips, when I'm in different places. So like I have a sort of band on the right below my elbow that I got in New Orleans. Um, trip to L.A., I got a Saturn tattoo. So this weekend I got a Mac Miller tattoo that I've been wanting for a long time. And I'm super in love with it. Um, his birthday is coming up, I believe, January 19th. And his family just released today that he had started an album to kind of complement his swimming album called Circles. And one of the people he was working on it with is finishing up that album. And it's going to be released January 17th. And a lot of people reached out to me about that um, because I think he was a vocal um revolutionary of our generation <laughs> that might be a little bit of a stretch but he really impacted a lot of people and I am just glad that we have one more piece of him to listen to because he impacted my life a fuck ton obviously if I got a tattoo of him uh, he's also a Capricorn so I feel like there's some weird bond. He's my favorite Capricorn. Sorry, Dana, if you listen, you're, you're up there, but Mac is, I wanted to marry him, y'all. I know that's far-fetched, but like, he's from Pittsburgh. He's from Pennsylvania. There's a lot of ties that I feel strongly 
connected to when it comes to Mac Miller. So even though he has passed on, the fact that we're getting more music from him is just upsetting, but uh, very special. And I'm glad that we live in a time where we can we can share these bonds through the internet, through music, so easily like passed on and passed around. So yeah, I I just wanted to share that with you all. This weekend, I am super excited to go visit former co-host Briley and our next week's co-host Bethany in the Maryland area. Um, So I have that coming up. I will be going to Puerto Rico at the end of the month. I'm just very, very grateful this month. I have a lot of work coming in. I think people realize that the world is fucking ending and they're all planning vacations right now. So I have a lot of dog jobs going on. So I'm very busy and I'm probably not going to drink for a month and a half because (laughs) I cannot after this weekend. It was a amazing time, but when you're in a hotel room, and you just got friends and bottles and bottles of, of liquor. It's a wrap, y'all. I'm still like, my stomach is not okay. I don't know what's going on. But other than that, I can't complain about anything. I am like super selfishly living my best life, but also getting to share it with so many friends and family. So, yeah, if uh, you enter into this episode and you're a little bit down, try to think about the positive things in your life. If you can pick one positive thing every day, jot it down, and then by the end of the year, you can you can look at it and just focus on just a recommendation. Just focus on it's something that I'm going to try to do. Um, I was trying before my birthday weekend, but... Uh, all bets were off. There was no way I was writing anything down. Um, but there's a lot of good things left in this world. There are a lot of good things in humanity that if we focus on the good and less on the bad, we could probably turn around the state of our country and the damage that we're doing to so many different sectors and <laughs> regions and you know, the environment being one that we're going to talk about on this episode. So, yeah, just focus on the little things. And even if it's, you know, you got out of bed and brushed your hair or just got out of bed, anything. Oh, my New Year's resolution was to floss every day. And I think I've I skipped one day because I think I ran out of floss over the weekend. Um, but, yeah, little things like that. If I floss every day, it takes 30 seconds It's just something that I can do for self-care purposes. And when you love yourself, you're able to love others more. So, all right. I'm done being mushy with y'all bitches. Bitches, bitches. (laughs) Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for the love and the support and the acknowledgement. And I'm like about to cry, honestly. I've never felt so much love in my life. And I think it is because I've been taking better care of myself and I have a little bit more of a just just respect for myself. And in turn, it's helped me to see the good in others and appreciate the good in others. So thank you again. Here's Sam Saddam. We'll see you on the other side. So 
I got to um, take a limo this weekend. To AC? We, not all the way to AC. That would be crazy. <laughs> no, my mom gave me her timeshare, and they get you, like they tried to get you to like go to the meeting or right. whatever. But their minimum requirement is that like you and a significant other make at least sixty thousand a year. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't nearly make that much money. So I got to get out of it. But he was giving us like, he gave us like a card to call the driver. It would be like $5 per person to take a limo. So we got a limo. We went to Harrah's. And then I jumped in the pool, fully clothed, which was a little bit ridiculous. It was your birthday. You do what you want. I know. I, I was just so ratchet. And then we like... <laughs> Have you ever been to Harrah's? Maybe. It's like that kind of like marble-esque floor. Okay. So I couldn't walk out of the club because <laughs> I was slipping everywhere because I was soaking wet. Yeah. And I hit my head. Now I have a bump. Basically, I'm dying is what I'm trying to get at. So I'm sorry if this is a low-energy episode. because No worries. I am dying. All right. What's your name? Who are you? My name is Sam. Uh, As previously talked about. Yes, I've been mentioned several, several times. times. <laughs> My. It's only because I know you could take it. <laughs> views on astrology have been. Yeah. Widely criticized. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I wasn't even going to ask you what your sign was. I was just going to say, what's your birthday? <laughs> How old are you? 29. I thought you were two years older than me. Oh, I was two grades ahead of you. Yeah. Like a year. my birthday's in the summer, so. Oh, so you're younger for your. Yeah. Gotcha. Jamie's almost like a full year older than me. Right, because she just turned thirty, right? Yep. Wow. So I have that on the horizon. Yeah, this year. You looking forward to it? Eh, I don't care. You don't care? <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. Um. When it, when is your birthday? Are you a Cancer? Or? Leo. Oh, you're a Leo. Hmm. I don't know many Leo guys, I don't think. Only a couple. I know a lot of Leo women. Huh. Strong willed. <laughs> I won't get into it with you. <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation before. Um, how did we meet? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Deb was like, we're going to hang out with CC tonight, and I, I kind of know who that is. But yeah, we were, you're a humanities kid. You were in the gifted program, right? Yes. I remember you from elementary school because I remember your mom being very prominent. Yeah, she worked at the elementary school. Yeah. But I guess we never really met. But you know, like so many people in common, like Laura Suarez mm -hmm. and stuff. Sup, Laura? Sup, Laura? She doesn't even listen. What? I don't think she does. <laughs> She's a lame -o. Ever since we recorded that episode that didn't work. <laughs> and I ride to New Hope. And what else do I say? What you doing? Uh, I know what you're doing. But tell the <laughs> listeners what you're doing. I work in book, uh, book publishing. Um, you're also Logan doing a Philly. podcast. I have to do a podcast for work. No, I don't want to plug it or anything. No, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll plug it in the intro. <laughs> yeah, we're back on Dipman. This is our third episode recorded here. Is that the second most popular house, or? Yeah, I think it's tied with mine. It probably well, it's is tied more, for first. More frequent than mine. 
I've only recorded that maybe three times. All right, we can get Chris and Dave on next. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually just going to become the studio. I'm just going to start bringing friends new, new purpose for Jess's old room. Yeah, it's cool. I liked it when Jess was down here, but it's, um, it's a good space. So, you want to talk about your book publishing at all or no? Uh, it's not that exciting. It's, it's self-publishing. Uh, so it's a lot of authors who don't actually know what they're doing. You get some crazy stuff. So they tend to take that out on me as if I was the one who wanted to publish their book. Yeah. Um, but there's some people who know what they're doing and then, you know, we cut $10,000 checks to them every week. Like people who actually are... are Writing quality books and marketing the hell out of it. And, uh, so do they pay you f- to do it? And then, like, how does dis- distribution work? Like, they, Yeah, they pay a base fee, and then it's good forever, oh. pretty much. And then um, we, w- we don't take anything off the top of royalties uh, because they tried that and then realized that it didn't work because most of the books weren't making Made any money because they were garbage. Yeah. Uh, so they switched to this model and it seems to work fairly well. We're doing good. How many like authors do you, I guess the, does the company as a whole have? Uh, we have probably about 30,000. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you out there. It would be crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we have editing, we have design services, we have everything you would need. Right. Uh, but people don't want to put in that work. And then, like, you know, we tell them editing is going to cost more. And they go, well, why the hell? Like, okay, don't get editing then. But then Your you book can... needs editing, but yeah. sure, if you don't want to pay for it, you don't need it. Yeah. That makes sense, though. So, what, what freaks you out? What makes you tick? What got you bugging? Uh, so, the end of the world uh, it's upon us. I sent you a thing the other day, stolen from Twitter, of uh, I'm in a decaying body uh, uh, <laughs> hurling through space <laughs> on a dying planet. Oh, you are the right person to have a uh, team up with the Cynical Candor brand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about impeachment, and then we decided to start World War III instead. Yeah, so as of recording time... Shit's going down, man. Yeah, we're just watching uh, the news, and Iran has responded to the killing of Soleimani by attacking the uh, the U.S. Uh, base in Iraq. When did uh, we kill him? Uh, what was that? I'm not sure what it was. The last few days. See, this is why I don't know. Like, I haven't turned on the news until know. today because I was, like, blackout drunk all weekend, so I had <laughs> no idea that anything was happening oh, in the world. Oh, yeah, no, it's not been good. I literally w- walked downstairs to leave and put my jacket on, and my dad was watching, I guess, CNN, and I was like, oh, great. This, yep. is, this is very optimistic. 2020 is off to a great start. Oh, good Lord. So what, what does that mean? You know way more politically than I do. So, like, what, what is your anticipation of the next thing that happens? Is this really going to turn into, like, a war? Not that we're not in war. We're yeah, in like, war. by definition, we're in a war now. Right. We've committed an act of war in assassinating a leader of the country, and now they're responding. So I don't, I don't buy that we're not at war already. Right. Like, uh, 
Uh, you know, there hasn't been a formal declaration of war by Congress, uh, but that hasn't happened, I don't think, since uh, 2001, 2002. Uh, but that doesn't stop us from being in wars right. anymore. So, so uh, they're not going to, they're not, they can't bomb us, right? Every time I talk to somebody about this, they're like, we can't, we shut it down every time. Like, it's basically impenetrable. What is impenetrable? The, to the country. Like, no. so, okay. So, why, but I always say, like, why haven't we been nuked yet? Like, oh, uh, well, there's not a lot of countries with nukes, first of all. And second of all, if they did, we would respond with nukes. And that doesn't help anybody. No. Uh, this was kind of during the Cold War w with uh, the Soviet Union, the idea of mutually assured destruction, where if everybody had the missiles to kill everybody, then nobody would make a move. Right. Um, but Iran at this point is not a nuclear power, so that's not a big uh, concern. But they're trying to be a nuclear power. We had the deal in place to keep them from being one under Obama, but because Obama did it, Trump had to step back Undo from that, it. and now uh, we're going to be at war with them. Great. Real exciting. Uh, so I, I Some don't, more troops going overseas, most Yeah, they, they're already deployed, I think, 3,500 uh, more troops. Um, they will, uh, Iran will most likely uh, attack various bases, possibly around the world, but mostly in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, they have, until now, they usually go with proxy wars where they'll then support somebody who's going to attack us, uh, but that has, wasn't the case today, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if, that's, uh, if they're moving more towards open warfare. Uh, I heard that uh, their representative at the UN was denied a visa to come to the US to present their case to the UN. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, is also against the U.S.'s deal of hosting the U.N. Was yeah. that you were supposed to allow all uh, diplomatic ties and you know let them into the country, uh, but we're not going to do that now. Um, and I, I think it'd be interesting to hear them try to make the case uh, to all of our allies, you know, you know, all of Europe and uh, the, the military powers and the powers in the U.N. to say. Hey, the U.S. attacked us. Like, you guys should be on our side now. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? Uh, but it sounds like they're not just going to not let them make that case. Good God. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's very fluid. Um, the, the real issue is that there was no sort of strategic thinking here. So Kassad Soleimani was not a good guy by any definition. And... We uh, had the opportunity to kill him before, but we did not because the, the presidents at the time, I think Bush and Obama, were both given the options and they said, oh, no, that will lead to all-out warfare and we don't want that. Yeah. So they passed, but uh, Trump does not have that sort of filter or... Seems like impulsivity to a degree. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, there, there could be some strategy behind it, but I mean, I don't know. I He's know. not known for strategic thinking. No. <laughs> Do you think this will um, affect his chances of re-election? I guess only time will tell and see how things play out, but... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult to try and say what happens in November when we don't even have a candidate yet for the Democrats. All right. We have no idea what the economy will look like in, in 10 months, and there's just a lot still to play out and a lot of how it's covered will affect that. 
I think a lot of the media right now is saying, hey, what the fuck? Like, they're not taking it in lockstep the way they did with Iraq, uh, where it was all, you know, wrapping themselves up in the flag and support our president and support our troops. Yeah. And now they're much more like, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little more like... But I, I think a lot of things since the election four years ago have been very fear-based. It seems like there isn't quite the uh, same uh, patriotism that we once had. And uh, obviously the country being so divided on so many issues probably drives a wedge in that. But it's just strange because, you know, after 9-11, it seemed like everybody really came together for a little bit. And I guess as time goes on in those things, and it's not on American soil, so it's not the same level of, like, concern. It's just a strange, strange environment. They're already trying to use 9-11 as a reason to attack Iran, like Pence tried saying that the other day. And they're literally going to use the exact same lie to start another fucking war right. that we don't need or want. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I never want war, but just doesn't seem to be uh, reasonable in this society. I remember I did a story with an ROTC kid back in college. Um... And it was I, my only takeaway from it, because this I really have a hard time understanding like politics unless it's like really dumbed down mm-hmm. and just our foreign relations, especially like I, there's some disconnect. And I think it's because as much as you can know, you can never know it all because there are so many things that happen behind closed doors mm-hmm. that I, I will never not even that. You're just talking about foreign relations as if it's one thing when it's literally the whole right, world. Right. You can get a doctorate in relations between Iran and Iraq and then something happens in another country you have no idea. Right, right. But the only thing I remember being so, like, stand, it just stood out to me was how much money we put into the military and how we were you know, intended to be, like, the watchdog, and it all kind of turned out to be, in my opinion, after I was done having this conversation. And he he had a lot of good points to make, and I totally understood, like, where he was coming from, but the way I took it was, like, we are a, we're a fucking bully in so many regards, and I think it's, like, a fine line to balance, but I don't know. Especially with Trump as our president, I feel like we're just a bunch of fucking bullies, and, like... I don't know. I want to be more like Canada, I think. Yeah, it's definitely bullying has been the way of the U.S. since we showed up on the shores and told the Native Americans to get the hell off Uh, our land. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The nation was founded on it. Exactly. So, that freaks you out. Anything else in particular? Uh, We've got impeachment trial coming up. It's pretty exciting. But, I don't know how much you wanted to get into that. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, from what I understand from my conversation with Steven a couple episodes ago, like, it's not going to get through, what, it get through the House? It's not going to get through the Senate? So it's, already, it's already through the House. So okay. He has been impeached. Yeah. Uh, so always have that stain on his legacy forever. Uh, so that's good. Um, but at this point, they haven't basically... 
legacy. Forwarded. <laughs> In air quotes. Sorry. We haven't forwarded the the articles to the Senate yet. Uh, so Pelosi's strategy there is to uh, not do that until she uh, she thinks that the Senate is going to have a fair trial. Uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, is saying repeatedly that it's not going to be a fair trial. He has no interest in that. He has said he is in absolute lockstep with the White House, uh, which is not the way impeachment is supposed to work. They are fair no. and impartial jurors and will literally take an additional oath once they st- the trial starts to say that they are fair and impartial. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. Uh, yeah, it's, I, ever since... For the past, even under the Obama administration, I don't think anything's been really uh, fair or impartial on either side. So it's like a fucking hamster wheel, I feel like, at this point. This is why I'm all in favor of restructuring the government. But So how would you restructure it? Well, okay, once again, I have no fucking <laughs> idea what I am talking about. But in my opinion, there are too many people in the country now that I... I Probably would like less rules, less laws. Um, but those, again, I'm such like a social rights person. So like those laws to me would kind of go away. Um, so what laws do you want to get rid of? Well, I would make all drugs legal. Okay. Just fuck it. Like now when you hurt or kill someone while using or in the process of obtaining whatever that's a different story but like the fact that we have clogged our prison system with like petty crimes and stuff um but i guess like hold more accountability for the crimes that are committed white collar crimes and and those things as opposed to these like minimal like I mean, domestic abuse is terrible, so I wouldn't take that off the table. But stuff, you know, stuff that's like petty thievery and right. stu- that's not stupid. Even, it sucks. I've been robbed before, so like it's, it does fucking suck, but, you know. We, even in the enforcement of the white-collar crimes, you have uh, ProPublica a few months ago found uh, that the IRS was doing more audits of low-income communities than, like, the bankers on Wall Street. Yeah. As though the, the, you know, accidental lie on your tax form that this dude working three jobs in fucking Michigan is a bigger crime than anything going on on Wall Street on any given day. Right. Right. Yeah, so those kinds of things. But that's not restructuring the government. For me, there's too many fucking people, and I think... That so smaller countries. We need to, yes, or at least like, I don't even technically know what like a province is, but like, province, providence, province. They're providence both words. is a town in Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't know, but something where we give, like, because I always say with the whole, the whole, you should have guns in school because of bears. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? But that might be true for a certain region of the country. Now, here up northeast, we're not, like... So I would maybe section things a little bit more. Still have the power... The states have their power, but 
I don't think the idea of a two-party system is effective, and I think a lot of Americans are in agreement with that. So maybe, you know, break down, which we have it with, like, the Senate, but that it's just all counterproductive, in my opinion. It's back and forth, and with the two parties, you're never going to get anything accomplished. Yeah, I would prefer a parliamentary system where they the way it's structured leads to people trying to work together rather right. than what we have now with a two-party system where if you don't agree with one of those sides and you're backing off a little bit, like you're giving an advantage to the other side. Exactly. All, all of these third-party voters mm-hmm. in 2016 and uh, the non-voters uh, where if they had been in a parliamentary system, they would support their party. But their party also isn't a part of their identity the way it is in the United States. Yes. It's more fluid. Uh, they have like 15 different parties or so. So in right. order to actually form the government, then the parties, after everybody has voted, then work on deals to build a coalition government. And just by nature, that's more productive. Yeah, I, I agree. I think anything that is more, like you said, if you're backing off, you're giving the advantage to the other side. Because that was my, my problem with my dad not voting a couple years ago. He's like, I don't like me- either of them. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to like one more than the other. You gotta yeah. But at the same time, like, obviously I voted for Hillary Clinton. I don't care. I think it's weird that we don't talk about who we vote for when we're ride or die Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this weird taboo thing. But you you know what party you belong to. So, like, for the most part, you're voting along party lines anymore, I find. Um, But, like, I wasn't thrilled about it, but I just know that, like, to not vote, again, you're giving an advantage to lesser of two evils constantly. Yeah, I mean, look, there's one party that doesn't want you to vote and one that does. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very obvious. Yeah. They're doing everything they can for voter suppression and voter ID laws. And uh, you know, the House passed a, a comprehensive uh, voter, uh, I forget the exact wording, but in order to make it easier to vote. And then it went nowhere in the Senate. Mitch McConnell didn't even bring it up for debate because he knows he can't stand there and make the debate that... You know, his side would be, we shouldn't let people vote. We should make it harder to vote. Yeah. Why would it be easy? Right. And I have the hugest problem with the Electoral College and the fact that popular vote in the past, I don't know, how many elections? Maybe not all of them, but did Obama win the popular vote? Yeah. It was Bush and Trump. Bush the first time in 2000. Um, so, yeah, Bush in 2004 was the only time this century that a Republican has won the popular vote. And it's that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. I just don't. Yeah, I understand the racism. concept of it. Yeah, I just don't. Fucking classism, too, not to diminish the racism aspect of it, but you've got how many, especially if they're voting Democratic majority. The population every time you gotta see that there is a, a class divide, but so ugh, how do you want so to change stressful. that? We can just have... make the popular vote <laughs> count, right? But what mechanism would you go about? Would you are you trying to overthrow the whole government, start over the constitutional convention? Oh, no, no, 
So you can pass, uh, you can change electoral yeah, college know. a couple of different ways. Uh, you could do a constitutional convention where, but nobody knows what the rules are for a constitutional convention. If you call one, you know, two thirds of the states can call for one and then it happens. What happens from there? Who knows? Uh, it, it would be up to the delegates to figure that out. Um, or they could just pass a single amendment to the constitution, which would still require it has to pass the house and the Senate and then have two-thirds of the state ratify it. Uh, or there's this thing called the Popular Vote Interstate Compact Act. Uh, that's probably not, it's probably Compact Act. Popular State, Popular Vote <laughs> Interstate Compact, uh, where all of the states would come into an agreement that should the popular vote not, or should the Electoral College not uh, reflect the popular vote, they would all just vote for the popular vote. So if you have uh, more than 51% of the Electoral College uh, votes accounted for in that, then you're good. Uh, but that has not happened yet. I forget how many states are on it, but... That seems like the most logical option. Yeah. It's, or like the quickest to the point, It's kind of been maybe. bouncing around, I think, since like the 80s. It's probably not going anywhere. No. No. But for sure, there, there's no fucking reason that... California should have as many senators and, and as Wyoming or that their uh, their electoral votes should then be diminished as a result. Yeah. It's all just built on this idea that states are singularly important, which was true in, you know, 1780 whatever, but now it's not. Like it doesn't matter if you're in PA or New Jersey. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in PA or, or Maryland. Like you no know, matter where you go, it's still the United States. Like it's still mostly the same laws. Right. Uh, so the states aren't really competing in the same way that they imagine that they did as colonies and that they were imagining uh, the founders were mm -hmm. because that was their like that was the world that they were in. So they were trying to build that system that would keep all of these people together. Yeah. So by giving uh, smaller states more representation, they thought that that would balance it out. And the uh, was it the Great Compromise or whatever? Harken back to third grade so, uh, social studies. Yeah, I checked out of those classes. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, you know what's weird? I, I am like, I hate when I say this, but like I'm obsessed with like the Holocaust. Mm. And I think that I focused a lot more on European history than American history, which is obviously biting me in the ass because I don't know a goddamn thing, but I mean, I know enough to get by, but um, yeah, I don't. Why do you think that is? Why? Um, so I got my DNA test done because I thought maybe I was Jewish. <laughs> like, some, because you do you have you ever heard of the um, it's not like a theory. It might be a theory, but the um idea of like, not past life trauma, but the trauma can be genetically passed down mm -hmm. through genetics. So I was like, maybe I had somebody go through something yeah. like that because my mom's adopted, so I don't know half. Okay, but um, she's very English and Scandinavian, a little bit Scandinavian. Norwegian. I'm assuming that comes so from your her side. Because my dad my dad's a French and um French and Irish. But I think they were in Belgium. Um yeah, so I just assumed that maybe 
I had some sort of weird thing happen, <laughs> and that's why I was obsessed with it. But I don't know. There's, I think, I think again, it goes back to like the social rights issues, and that's always what's been more interesting to me. I also have a terrible memory. Like I remember concepts very well. Mm. I think I'm like a feeling based person, but when it comes to facts and dates, like I was very bad at memorizing. I think that's why grammar is easier for me because to me it, I, I can like plug things in like a formula. Yeah. Less like dates. I'm really bad. I'm really bad with birthdays. I think that's why I'm also so, so into astrology because if I can remember your sign because it's a word as opposed to numbers, I can then like get on Facebook and check when your birthday's coming. I not check my birthday on Facebook. I know. <laughs> I know. You're not on Facebook. Nope. You're on Twitter, though. Is your I, birthday on Twitter? I'm on t- I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't usually give my birthday to random companies. So that's kind of, that's how they match you up in their systems with all. So there's all these shadow companies that exist that will gather the data from Facebook, from Twitter. Uh, from you know AT and T, from Comcast, mm-hmm. and they match you up based on the name and date of birth. So if you don't to what like ads to, or to, to build a profile of you, and that way that's how they do all the micro targeting. Okay, they then can say, all right, she's really into this podcast, right, and this book, and this topic, and that's how we're gonna target. So this might be bad, but like I don't really have a problem with that. But I, th- again, I think it's the journalism thing. As I've said it before, I'm very skeptical. I'm not easily influenced by stuff that I see on the internet. Mm. Maybe not consciously. Maybe I am subconsciously and I'm just in denial. But I don't think that um, it bo- what's, what's the problem with that, if you will? <laughs> I mean, everyone thinks advertising doesn't work on them, but it's a billion-dollar industry for a reason. Yeah. But I don't, have a, I don't find it to Are be, like, nefarious. With collecting your data? Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm not out here doing anything wrong. Also, I gave my DNA to a company for... <laughs> I spat in a tube to find out what I was. <laughs> and that's why my dad's like, I'm not doing that. I don't want them to have my information. I was like, two of your three children did it, so they already have you. Like, I'm sorry. You're already... But I'm not, I'm not really doing anything. I guess it can be bad if we do fall into like a handmaid's tale type situation yeah, that's the major concern is that you don't know what the data what's going to happen to the data where right. is it going to be stored who's going to have access to it forever right because they have it forever they're going to keep it forever so you never know and there's a long you know if we're getting into handmaid's tale and real dystopian type shit mm-hmm. there's a long history in this country of privatizing company or not of taking over privatized companies and then just using them for whatever purpose the government wants. Yeah. I guess my two things would be to, like, not commit a crime and not piss anybody off. But we're already out here doing that everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> every podcast I do would probably be <laughs> fuel for somebody to hate me. <laughs> but I never, I don't find, I'm not too concerned about that. But I probably will be slapped in the face one day when it's like... Somebody planted my DNA in a murder scene. I think also with uh, <laughs> with journalism, uh, you know, you need to build your brand and your your name. So a lot of the things that you do, you're going to attach your name to. Yeah, that's kind of why I d- I'm not doing like 
journalism though i right. think that was but no, a big that's what you part. studied so yeah saying. yeah no i know i think that was kind of like a determination probably like after i got a dui i was like all right politics is out and news writing is out like i definitely am pursuing a more creative entertainment mm. type i mean my website's very entertainment based so i mean politics is still perfect for duis so. they don't mind <laughs> <laughs> you could be elected president what are you talking about I just feel like it would come up in my, uh, No, there's no rules anymore. Weren't you paying attention in 2016? You're right, you're right, you're right. I could, uh, grab somebody's pussy and be fine. Are you 35 yet? You can't, you can run. No. (laughs) No, I would never. You can run for the house now. I also got really scared about this. Um, and again, I don't remember the exact details, but I had a boss who was, I forget if she was running for something or if she worked closely with a campaign I think she ran for something very low level local government something something like probably to do with money I think because she always worked in like finance type things um she told me all these stories now she might have sensationalized them a little (laughs) bit but I buy it because I mean look at the state of the world there are things that happen all the time that we have no concept of but somebody was Somebody slashed her tires, allegedly. So she dropped out. She was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not getting involved in this. Mm-hmm. Now, again, she could have, I take it with a grain of salt. Like, she could have done something. But then she was ta- talking about somebody who was in the state, some political avenue, and he, like, completely went missing. And again, she liked, like, conspiracy theories and stuff. But after she was talking about all this crap, like, people just go missing all the time when they're pissing somebody off or you know they have a like a counter agenda to your own whatever there are people that can like take you out and I was like oh okay politics is probably not for me then (laughs) because yeah I don't know how much of that is actually happening at a local level I don't know I don't either I but still you never know why risk it you know (laughs) and also I don't even understand American history (laughs) I think it's a lot more like Veep or the West Wing, a combination of Veep and the West Wing versus House of Cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's more people who think that they are super smart and super strategic and really planning things out, and they're really just dopes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As the famous quote from Watergate was, these were dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> things just got out of hand. <laughs> Fuck no. Not for me. I'm not a not a political not like activism i could get into that but not the whole right now elective (laughs) thing i tried to protest in philly on saturday what is this one for it was anti-war i missed most of it i showed up uh i was getting oh you went that's cool i went got tires on my car and the guy was like it'll be like under an hour and then like two and a half hours later i was like well fuck (laughs) like i had places to be so then i got down there I came up the subway steps, and the guy was, like, just finishing his last speech. And I was like, okay, who's next? And they were like, no, we're packing up. We're going. God damn it. We went to one in D.C. It was, like, the environmental science science day or something. Was it it recently? This was, like, probably a year or two years ago. I go to visit my friend. I'm actually going this weekend to visit Briley um, and Bethany. So I go like once a year. So it was either two years ago 
or last year. Yeah, it was like it a was, march for science. Yes, that's what it was. Mm. Not that that's a protest, but it was um, it was pretty cool. But it was pouring rain. And I think by the time we got there, everything was like wrapping up. Mm-hmm. The streets were insane. It, it, did you go to the women's march here? I did not. I, it, this one didn't happen yet, did it? I think it's coming up. No, it'll be... Uh, I don't even know if I haven't heard anything about it. I, uh, I want to say January 16th. I could be wrong. I went t- two years ago. Well, last year, I think I was away for it. That was really neat, too. Mm-hmm. They had lots of good speakers. But it was a cool experience. I'd never done anything like that until the Women's March. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for hope, it was... It's gone. It took exactly <laughs> one day from Donald Trump being inaugurated to the largest movement in the history of this country. So, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that a lot of people are at least looking around saying, all right, no, we all need to pay attention now. Yeah. We can't. It's not on autopilot. Right. Fucked up shit is going to happen. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the Women's March kind of died down the last couple of years. It was way less gigantic. Um, but also, like, it's in January when it's cold. Which, yeah, <laughs> although we've had a very mild winter yeah. so far. I hope it's not s- snowing out there. Cause yeah, right? It's supposed to be happening. <laughs> it was raining until I got out of the car, so I don't know if it started, but 95 in the snow is a nightmare, so 95 in general... That is something that bugs me out is driving anymore. I don't know if it's as I'm getting older. Also, like, having a car payment and a nicer car. <laughs> but I've been, like, very stressed out about driving a lot recently. You can just go right up State Road. You don't have to go on 95. Yeah, um, but I'm wondering, like, if it is snowing, is it better to do something with lots of traffic lights where there might be black ice? Or is it better to just coast at 45 like yeah. that asshole in the railing. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn your blinkers on. Yeah. And my car's not bad either. Like, I've had worse cars in the snow, but I'm just nervous. When I was coming down here, I just turned right onto New Falls Road, and this fucking salt truck came along. I was like, what? It was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, just a salt truck. Jesus. Which rather salt the roads, but I should probably check the side of my car and see if it dinged it up. Cause there are legit rocks in there, man. Ugh. Yeah, but I just got all my car, like all my lights off in my car, and everything's like perfect now. <laughs> it passed inspection. I'm like, yes, this is great. Um, so I really now this would be the time where something would fucking happen. Oh man, I've had the service engine light on my car on since the last time that I got it fixed. <laughs> what is it for? I don't know. Uh, I found that if you just keep driving, it eventually goes off. Oh, well, then it's probably not a big deal. <laughs> Nothing bad could it's possibly happen. This is what happens when you drive a car from 1997. Oh, well... It's cool. I don't... Damn. What, I'm going to learn about cars now? Yeah, right. That's riding. <laughs> That's pretty good. My grandmother's car. What is it? Uh, Saturn SL1. Oh, not bad. They don't even make Saturn anymore, they do they? They don't. The car outlasted the company that made it. <laughs> crazy yeah I love because I used to work at the auto body shop I love like not the mechanical stuff like I like to know just enough to make sure I'm not gonna die but I like um cars more than average women I think 
I really just want to not have a car. Yeah. That would be my goal. Really? Yeah, I don't... Anything that I can do to help uh, cut down my... Yeah, that is the one thing I do kind of feel guilty about, but with the dog sitting thing, it's kind of really not realistic unless I move. Well, yeah, and just living out in the suburbs. Like, they're designed to be driven. Right. They have sidewalks in most of the area. I was thinking about that today because I saw... And I never noticed it before. I think I always just, like, saw it but never really read the sign. But if you're going to get onto 95 from Veterans Highway and you're, like, driving toward Mm -hmm. Levittown from Bristol, there's a little... And there is nothing on the side of that road. Like, there have been plenty of people that died there. There's that sign of that girl that died there. Um, Not that she was walking on the street. I don't know. But I think more than one person has died right there. And there's a sign that says something about the green route. And it's a little bicycle. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's like, it said something like E or something. And I was like, so they're encouraging people to drive on Veterans Highway or ride their bike on Veterans Highway where like cars fly and there's four lanes. Like, it was baffling to me. There's no sidewalks. Like, that's not really safe. But you're not supposed to ride your bike on the sidewalk either, so... What the fuck is that? My brother got a ticket once when we were in Shippensburg for riding, riding his bike on the sidewalk. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, if I could cut down, I would, but that's why I got that EcoBoost. It's not really great for the environment, but it's not as bad as, like, an Escalade, so I feel like I'm doing my best for what I can afford. That, too. Yeah, definitely at all. You have to balance it. <laughs> if I could buy a hybrid, I would, but... Or electric car or something. Yeah, I only work like three miles away. Is so, it that close? Yeah, I know the bridge is... It's right over the bridge and then uh, up a little bit. But if I get a bike, which I've been intending to do, <laughs> and ride that to work and it's not too much of a hassle. Would you be cool over the bridge? Does it have like a... Yeah, they have uh, walking, bike lane, path. walking lanes on the sides. It's all separated. Yeah, that would be convenient. I've walked across it a couple of times. But I still need to buy a bike and then I can yeah. <laughs> remember how to ride a bike. You could always get those, those things. They have like the electric motors. You just <laughs> like slap it on there. No, it's not. Well, oh my God, I would love a moped, but the weather is not yeah. conducive for a moped around here. Not in January. No, or like in the rain at all rains too much so anything else you want to touch on before we talk about um culture things yeah culture things uh well we didn't get too much into global warming and oh the fact go that ahead we're all gonna go die ahead really soon oh my god uh, this is the st- most stressful podcast episode ever <laughs> so alaska's on or it's not alaska <laughs> Australia. Australia is on fire. <laughs> I was like, wait, what happened all the weekend when uh, I was gone? Alaska's on fire. She so said a billion animals, probably. Yeah, did you are see? Dead. They, they said it was 480 million, and then it turned out that that was actually just an estimate for specific animals that they knew the, the population of, and only in one area. So now uh, the wildlife experts are saying a billion is probably a modest estimate. So, yeah, we're going to burn the planet to the ground. We're going to take all the species with us, and it's a lot of fun. Did you see they um, charged, like, 
24 people for this fire. No. I didn't. I just read the headline. I didn't click on it. Um, but allegedly in the past, like, I'm making numbers up, but I'm pretty sure in the past three to five years, they've charged over 180 people for starting fires. So I don't know if this is like a neglect thing or an intentional thing or like what, but they're pretty dry out there. So I don't know. Yeah. And Australia's uh, prime minister or president, whatever, the head of state there is a Trumpian figure who's just like, yeah, we should burn all the ground. Get more coal. Let's keep going. Oh, God. Uh, So, yeah. So, it's all a suicide cult. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. There was a Canadian uh, member of parliament who was saying how the tourism in Canada is really going to go up as a result of global warming. And, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Great. We'll have beachside seats to the apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be so much fun. Do you th- I don't know that it'll happen in our lifetime, do you think? It's already happening in our lifetime. Yeah. There's fires. We're making it so much worse and putting zero effort into fixing it. Um, Is California still ablaze? Not sure. I think it's at least at a uh, reasonable level. I mean, they have wildfires every year. Like I, That part's not new. Uh, it's more the impact of those fires and their size when they start combining. Yeah. And that adds to a feedback loop that is really going to fuck us because it makes it more likely that there's more fires. Like, uh, part of it was the ash goes up into the atmosphere, and then when it settles in, uh, like, the Arctic Circle, it makes the snow dark. And then the snow is going to melt more because it's trapping the light or the uh, the heat. And then just leading to more and more issues. Oh, wow. I never considered that. That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah, you'll find it really all over the environment because that's how the environment's supposed to work where you know everything, everything is working in tandem where they're having an effect on one another. So... Uh, I think the big thing is that as much as people put out that their estimates for what the damage could be, what the world could look like in 50 years, we don't know all of the things we don't know because there is no parallel to this. Yeah. We don't have, okay, well, last time this happened. Right. Last time this happened, there weren't people. Right, (laughs) right. And it didn't happen over the course of a couple hundred years. It happened over the course of a million. Right. So we're fucked. I can't really. Well, we we definitely need to reduce consumption, but it's all fucking tied back to money. The amount of plastic we use is completely unnecessary. It's And, you know, I try to um, do my little, you know, impacts, like... I tried to bring my reusable water bottle Mm -hmm. and, like, use my metal straw. Like, the little things that I try to do. I definitely don't fucking litter, and I hate when we we were going to the city. And I'm not going to call out my friend who did this, but we were in the car, 
And everybody was like, you want a piece of gum? You want a piece of gum? And my friend opened the fucking window and threw a gum wrapper out. And I was like, are you kidding me? I will put it in my pocket. Like, I know it's just You'll a gum wrapper, but like, seriously, the amount of trash that I drove by on the way here, I was just like, holy fuck. What? So I know that, you know, we can do our part and we all can do the, these little things to help. But there's a certain point where like, one, with you know, the amount of poverty in this country, it is more economical for people to go to BJ's and buy these things that are 18 times wrapped in plastic and not everybody can eat organic. And, you know, so it's kind of like you're trapped into consumption at a certain point. Yeah. I don't know that capitalism is sustainable in in this environment i don't think it is and there's this fear of the the right wing of the country that the green new deal and environmentalism in general is a trojan horse for socialism yeah but it really needs to be the other way around (laughs) like yes it's the reason that we are moving towards socialism Mm -hmm. like a lot of the things that we do now as a capitalist society We just can't do. It's not sustainable. Yeah. We can't keep doing them. And, you know, they're still going to continue to drill. They're trying to drill more and get more oil, which, like, we need to stop completely right now. Yeah. And by right now, I mean, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. But at least now, and then maybe we'll be a little bit less fucked. Yeah. But then an entire party doesn't even acknowledge climate change is a thing and how are we supposed to contend with that i when i used to work at the uh auto body shop there was this guy um and this probably was like one of the big things that um turned me off of christianity i'm not saying that all christians are like this but in that area where we worked Christianity and Republicans were like synonymous. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, oh, global warming, that's that's propaganda. And I'm like, oh, my God, how many cars do you work on? Like, you you know, like just I was baffled, baffled that he told me it was propaganda. I was just like, holy fucking shit, dude, you have kids. Like, what kind of world do you think they're going to live in? And that sounds so condescending of me because I know everybody has their own lens, but I... Yeah, but this is the lens that's the rest of the world. Right. Like, no matter what, it affects everybody. Yeah. I I was just shocked and, like, appalled. And I was like, what? Who told you that? Who told you it was... Oh, Fox News? I'm sure. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. um, With Christianity, I think that the... There's different ways to frame the uh, Christian beliefs. And Mm -hmm. on one side, they're saying the earth was made for humans. We can do whatever we want to it because God said this is your your, uh, garden in Eden. Um, But also there should be an idea of being a good steward, (laughs) taking care of it in some sense. Yes. Um, and you're supposed to love your neighbor as you love yourself, but I've just seen so many, and that's not even the Christian church. Like that is uh, how I feel about America right now. Like it's kind of like that argument against white privilege where it's like, if somebody, I think there's like a phrase for it, but like 
if somebody is getting more, you're getting less. Yeah. And we're all kind of like, not, I'm not speaking for myself, but to a degree, a I was kind of raising it. Sorry? A rising tide lifts all boats. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, life isn't a zero-sum game, you know, and somebody else getting an advantage doesn't mean that you got a disadvantage. Right. Exactly. But it's this, uh, it's capitalism. Whatever. Yeah, the government's going to come and take me away. <laughs> <laughs> been priming ourselves for it for years uh the entire country has it started with reagan and well, even earlier if you go back to nixon and the southern strategy uh but reagan knew it was bullshit and like when it when push came to shove he raised taxes because he said oh we need those for the government to work because the government does do something and then now i think what's happening in the gop is it's just the people who are full-on Reaganites who didn't realize that Reagan was full of shit. Like, he was an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Literally an actor. Right. So they still think, oh, yeah, we can just keep cutting taxes and nothing bad will happen. Like, Paul Ryan, his entire ideology was built around shrinking the, the deficit. And then as Speaker of the House oversaw the greatest expansion of the deficit in the history of the United States. So... It's yeah. all bullshit. It is all <laughs> like bullshit. The entire party is built around those lies. And now Trump is the inevitable conclusion. Yeah. Or is it just the beginning of a worse storm? <laughs> yeah. I mean. That's also true. It's just going to keep going. It doesn't end with Donald Trump. Even if uh, Democrats win in 2020, there's still going to be a Republican Party to contend with. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell will probably still be there. I don't think his challenger is really doing much down in Kentucky, although they did uh, steal the governorship there. So who knows? Um, but there's just no sort of buy-in for long term. It's all just no. what they can do. And it's they hollowed out the party through the Tea Party and uh, this, this anti-intellectualism Everything they've been doing is experts are stupid. We don't need them. Mm -hmm. We'll just lie. And uh, you know, Stephen Colbert nailed it with truthiness, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's how we got to Trump because he he's the inevitable conclusion of that. Sorry, use the same term again. No, um, I I get it. So I think that's a, that'll be the big argument of the primary for the Democrats is to. How do you deal with this other party now? Joe Biden thinks that they're just going to be friends afterwards. He truly believes that this is all just this short aberration and doesn't see how all of the people who he was, you know, backslapping and sharing drinks and cigars with back in the day in the Senate were saying the same bullshit. Like, this is still... How old is Biden? 77, 78. Old as shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that I do. I do have a hope, holding out hope for the younger generation that seems to be a lot more progressive and a lot more. Not to use like such a casual blase blah term, but woke about things. Mm. I I think that, I mean, at least in comparison to myself and my friends growing up, they seem to be a little more with it. I don't know if that is because of all this turmoil and like you said, like we do need to wake the fuck up and pay attention mm -hmm. or if it's just because of the internet and the 
immediate access to so many things. So I do hold out hope for that, but by the time they get there, <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? That reminds me them? of just yesterday, Justin Jackson, who's a cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers, was calling out Pete Buttigieg on foreign policy, like oh roasting him on Twitter yeah. about it. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But I appreciate and I think he's that. Like, you know, I think he's like 21, 22, like oh, just out of really? college. So he was, you know there during the 2016 election and all the lead up so I think yeah it's definitely we're moving towards a more progressive uh, demographic but is there going to be time if we enact the Green New Deal today it's still going to be rough yeah. to get to, to less than 2% uh, temperature rise it's not impossible yeah and i I don't want to ever suggest that it's impossible but it's going to take a systematic change that the u.s hasn't seen ever maybe um i mean you could go back to the marshall plan after world war ii uh when we basically built europe but the u.s isn't ready for that like we're still arguing about whether or not climate change is real right what the fuck right yeah but like you said, nobody wants to listen to the experts because, you know, they have no idea. They haven't been studying this shit for their whole lives. <laughs> Such a joke. There's a good article I was reading the other day about the existential dread of environmental scientists who have basically been sounding this alarm for years and have been saying, look, you need to pay attention right now, all of you, no matter what you're doing. And... At this point, they're like, the world's ending and nobody's listening. What the fuck? Yeah. Because, I mean, Greta Thunberg as well, and it was, she's saying her her major thing that she can't grasp in her mind is how there's this cognitive dissonance between, I see the world ending. I see all of the effects of global warming already happening. Yeah. And then other people just, eh, let me go about my day. Yeah. So I don't know what it would take to spark that, to, to actually change it. And I mean... If the fire's in Australia and even in fucking California, I remember <laughs> in environmental... Was it environmental bio in college? It was like a required class for everybody. That's no, <laughs> conservation of natural resources was the class. I took both, but conservation was obviously more um like uh we're running out of water we I remember talking about these kids mining diamonds overseas and that was like really really upsetting um but I I even had a hard time and I was so young and super privileged come from a very Mm. you know affluent county and talking about like, no, we're, we're actually going to run out of water. And I was like, what the fuck? You can make water. It's like two compounds, right? Like, it's two <laughs> elements that you could just make it, right? Like, I was in, like, denial for a little bit until, like, we really got into the unit. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is incredible to think about. And I, whenever I tell people that, you either get, like, I know, or you're like, 
fuck, we're not getting, we're not running out of water. <laughs> we are drinkable water. Yeah, Johannesburg just... was almost out of water. Like they were counting down the days until they were like, we don't have water anymore. Yeah, I can't remember how close they came to it. I, th- I think the way they all uh, started conserving really turned things around for them. Uh, but yeah, they were like, what do we do now? And it's going to be war eventually. There's going to be war over water. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's people trying to make money off that already. They're taking out futures on water because they know like the prices are going to skyrocket. Yeah. Because it's all a death cult. <laughs> it's, it's fucking suicide pack. Oh. All right. Do you Enough have anything depression else? For you. Depression, depression <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's. You cover it covers all, all the things. Bless I'm not high enough to really rant or anything. No, it's not fine. high at all, actually. <laughs> Me either. I did smoke a bowl yesterday for like the first time in a while because of my severe hangover, and yeah, it was a lot. I was like, <laughs> hits you after a couple of days. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I really don't smoke much anymore. Just like I'll hit the bowl a couple times with my friends, but. It has been, um, I've been more intentional with things. Like I made, I already broke my fucking New Year's resolution, (laughs) but my New Year's resolution was to floss every day. Okay. I did pretty good even over the weekend, but yesterday I did like, I just didn't function. I was lucky I brushed my teeth. I wore this outfit yesterday. So if I'm (laughs) disgustingly smelly, I'm sorry. I just can't. It all makes sense now. Oh yeah. (laughs) This is a struggle, but. I did shower yesterday, though, so... Congrats. Great. Just use up more water. (laughs) (laughs) So, I watched... Have you ever seen the movie Magnolia? I have. Steve texted me about this yesterday. Weird. (laughs) Was it on TV or something? (laughs) No, I put it on on Netflix. Because you know what I got into, like... So, I was thinking about, like, my top whatever 50 movies. I don't have 50. (laughs) But American Beauty... American Psycho. Oh, we're not doing Best of Decade? It's no. Just, okay. <laughs> no. No, not Best of Decade. All right. When were they? 90s movies? Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like it, eight, 1980. You ever see that? 1980 was only 20 years ago. <laughs> like, I'm stuck in 2000 on repeat. But, yeah, so I guess I got into that, like, classic. I don't know if they're classic. Like, cult classic trend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched. What did I watch before that? I mean, I wrote it down. Oh, this isn't a cult classic. This is of the decade. It was um, called Brain on Fire. Still not. Chloe Grace Moretz was in it. Um, Thought you didn't have notes. Oh, yeah. This is, this is the only notes that I have. <laughs> it's because of my interviewing for the most part. Yeah, Brain on Fire. Chloe Grace Moretz has this, um, like, she goes into this kind of, like, psychotic episode out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I won't tell you, like, what the result is or whatever, but it's kind of like she's, like, a medical mystery. Um, But it's based on a true story. It was a girl who worked for the Daily Post in New York. Okay, so I, don't, like, I didn't see the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just. Trying, is that a newspaper? Is that what it's called? It's not a newspaper. It's kind of like a fluff. Yeah. Paper thing. New York Post. Um, yeah, and 
so she spirals out of control, and then they figure it out. It's it, it was it very good. It sounds vaguely familiar. It's it's um maybe like two years old, but so I went from that because I'm into like a dramatic movie mood. I'm out of my horror phase. I'm out of my Christmas phase. I'm now into dramatic movies. Um, probably because I had an intense yeah that too Mm -hmm. probably because I had like such an intense weekend I'm like I need to make myself feel better about my life by watching people (laughs) that have gone through real trauma but Magnolia is about like coincidence Mm -hmm. and how there might not really be coincidence but um, they started the movie and I was so intrigued in like the first like few seconds with like weird things that have happened in history. Do like the Greenberry Hill thing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the one with the um, the scuba diver that got scooped up. Yeah. Which is the craziest thing. Like that he fought him two days before in a casino. Like what is the weird chance that like? It's just crazy. So that was really good. Um, other than that. Jesse Rutherford's got a new album out. He's the lead singer of The Neighborhood. And I love it. And I made my friends listen to, listen to Ariana Grande all weekend. <laughs> and I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You know that song? Nope. You watch Always Sunny? No, I've watched a few <sighs> episodes, but never watched it regularly. Well, I got re-hooked on it because Dee and Dennis were... Jamming. I forget who even sings it. Yeah, that's basically all I got. What about you? Uh, so, TV show Rami on Hulu. Never seen that. It's really good. It's about a, uh, a, a Egyptian-American family in New Jersey. It's fantastic. <laughs> I've seen the trailer. They'll go really deep in like individual episodes on different stories of like different characters. It's all about the, the main guy Rami, but then that's his real name, right? I think so. So then you get yeah. like the story, yeah, you know, all of his stories of being a Muslim American millennial, and then also in, an, in the next episode. His mom's stories, which are completely different, like they're they're le- living such wildly different lives, and like what you know being an American means to them is completely different. What being a Muslim is means is completely different. Uh, there's a nine eleven episode, which is also about masturbation, and I swear to God, <laughs> it's really good. That's a <laughs> like, weird. I know that that out. sounds insane, <laughs> but it, it's really good. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for it. I think it might have won a bunch of awards. I don't really pay attention to the Golden Globes, right? That was the one that was last night? Yeah, because uh, Miss Maisel, I saw an article on my Google. I like how they do that now. Give you articles? Yeah, like they have the, um, like, head, whatever, headline little from your selected news sources. Uh, so, like... For some reason, when I first got it, I didn't like select my options for things mm. like what, like I put in a lot of entertainment stuff, food stuff, um, but they'll do like major breaking news. Um, but I didn't change like my options, so it would show me all these Fox News articles, and I'm like, okay, I'll read this headline, but then I gotta go read some other sources. <laughs> gotta go read a real source. Yeah. Stop it. It's uh, just funny to think about how different those headlines are too. It's it shocks me every time, but. So if you want to read more about uh, the end of the world, On Fire by Naomi Klein. 
It's a fantastic book, making the case for the new, uh, the Green New Deal. And you I know, think you sent me Snapchats of that. It seems very likely. <laughs> for some reason, I, but I think I know of that from somebody else too. I'll read it to educate myself. I'm not going to like it. No, <laughs> no, it's not fun. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Ishmael by Daniel Quinn I just read the other day. It came out, uh, I think, in like the 80s. Um, but it's about a gorilla and a man having a conversation. And the gorilla basically just lectures the man on how fucked up society is. And it's really good. I mean, it's basically just a a vehicle for the author to rant at you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of really interesting topics that he, he talks about. And That sounds so familiar. Into. I think I had read an excerpt of it in college, or we were given the option to read it. That sounds so familiar. I don't remember why I read it. I just have like a list on my phone of books to read <laughs> so that when I'm at a bookstore or browsing uh, pals online or whatever. Yeah. I'll... Uh, you know, have recommendations. Yeah. But now I don't remember why that was on my list. But that was really good. What else? Uh, for music, Shad, you know him? Also sounds familiar. I might know a song. Uh, so he did an album, A Short History of War. Uh, I think it was 2018. Um, but yeah, it's a phenomenal album. Uh, he does a lot of uh, the history of rap. So he did... Um, a whole documentary on it on uh, Netflix. That's also pretty good. Um, so he, he's very much like interested in the culture of rap and, and how it evolved and really conscious of those things. Mm -hmm. And so he is this kind of a concept album in a dystopian future. Oh, and that's it, cool. It's really good. And uh, I mean, we'll play it for you off here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the Uncluded I just discovered, which I don't remember when that album came out, but it's uh, a rapper uh, and a kind of indie folk singer. That <laughs> sounds right up my alley. It's pretty dope. That sounds that cool. For Debbie the other day. Did you just call her Debbie? Deb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she'll be really mad if I call her Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Deb was our first guest. Did I already mention that? Possibly. So we got the... My goal is to get more siblings on. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds interesting. What are, what are they called again? Unincluded? The Uncluded. Uncluded. It's uh, Aesop and Kimya Dawson. Kimya? Kimya? Oh! Cool. Yeah, from uh, Mountain Goats. Yeah. Really cool album. Cool. All right, I'll check so that lots out. Lots of recommendations for everybody. Yeah, sweet. I got so many books for Christmas. I'm so excited. I got I a book of poetry from Steve. Did you? People were judging me for that, <laughs> or I guess judging him. <laughs> I got a book. I should plug my girl Serena Chapman. We went to high school together. She wrote a poetry book compilation thing. Um, so I'm really interested in reading that. Me and my dad finally, she put it out like two years ago or something. So finally got that. And then I got the My Favorite Murder um, autobiography by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Super, super excited to read that. And then I got The Secret because I want to refresh. You ever read The Secret? No, I don't think so. It's like um, self-helpy. 
It's mm. it's a very like unique combination of like different scripture verses or whatever I don't know what you call like stuff from the Quran if they call them verses but different passages um and different philosophers and it's kind of the whole secret is like you're it's the law of attraction like you'll attract whatever you're meditating on in a way mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like a meditation thing but it's about it really helps I read it in um high school Mr. Gleason got it for me and I loaned it out to a friend, and then she loaned it out to a friend. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't want that back, fine. Um, so I just got another copy of that so I can... Because when I read it, it really gave me, like, a... It's a little hokey, and, mm-hmm. like, it's the whole, where the whole concept of vision boards comes from. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they just suggested it after somebody had invented <laughs> it. I don't know. But... Um, I'm spreading fake news here. Yeah, I, I, this whole thing is not real like I know <laughs> nobody ever corrects me so I don't know I could be sending so much misinformation you are the only one that ever is like oh maybe that's not quite right but nobody else gives me much feedback they're all like that was really funny I liked it I'm like great I need some critics man or else I'm gonna be out here telling people the wrong shit all the time I like to like cover my ass though and just say but I don't really know <laughs> And then I consider it to be, like, fine. But, okay. Do you want to plug any... You don't have Facebook. No, I'm good. (laughs) No? All right. Well, look them up. I'm going to put an embarrassing photo on Instagram. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we're going to sign off. Do you want to say goodbye to the listeners? Goodbye, everybody. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.